horrific, right? The shooting in Texas, 19 children, two teachers. It is heartbreaking. These things happen way too often. This is uh, as bad as it gets, as bad as it gets. Now, it's also depressing, not nearly as depressing as the original horror, of course, but the silly, one-sided, limited conversation we have about mass shootings in America. We don't have honest conversations about it. And you can tell almost right away. For instance, the alleged shooter here is uh, this individual. I notice, however, they're not covering much about him, uh, his motives, his background, very little. It's almost like the guns did it. The guns did it. It's all about guns. It's a very different conversation than what happened after Buffalo. Do you remember? We'll get into the specifics in a moment. But first, Governor Abbott was there today, and I think he spoke powerfully and appropriately. To say the least, Uvalde has been shaken to its core. Families are broken apart. Hearts are forever shattered. All Texans are grieving with the people of Uvalde. And people are rightfully angry about what has happened. Events like this, they tear at the fabric of a community. Our job is to ensure that the community is not going to be ripped apart. Governor Greg Abbott, frequent guest on this show. I like him. I have respect for him. Not for the following individual, though. Beto O'Rourke wants his job. You know that. He's running for governor of Texas right now. And what did Beto do? He went to the press conference to heckle the governor in a cheap political stunt. I can't believe he was this stupid, but he was. Uh, for victim services, uh, has a phone number available for all victims and candidly the entire community in a way is a victim here. And I was provided their number to give out to you publicly. This is the number for the district attorney's office for victim services. The number is 830-278-2916. And at this time, I will uh, pass the mic to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Hey. Sit, sit down. Get out of line. No. You need to get out of here. Get in the place and talk to us over. This is totally predictable when you Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. I'm sure you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch. It would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. Look at all the cameras. Look at all the cameras. He loves it. He loves it. Watch him wag his finger now. It's on like you. Why don't you get out of here? Wow. What a grandstanding fool. 
I think maybe he realizes what a colossal mistake that was to go there and try to grift for votes. But this is Beto. This is Beto. He's not a serious guy. Remember this? Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. He tries to pretend that videotape doesn't exist, but it does. The thing that he's really known for, other than being a rich, spoiled kid, is being, well, pretty foul-mouthed. In every single part of Texas, all of you, show the country how you do this. I'm so See how the crowd eats it up? Hey, look, I was in the military. I've heard it all. I've said a lot, but not on stage with a microphone when I'm asking for votes. I think that's pretty strange. I also think this is pretty strange that a guy who served four years in the House of Representatives, then lost for the Senate, goes on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine and says, I was born to do this as he runs for president of the United States. Now, I'm not a big believer in white privilege, but that's some serious white privilege going on there. And uh, don't forget, he's Joe Biden's boy. I want to make something clear. I'm going to guarantee you this is not last year's scene of this guy. You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. You're going to be the one who leads this effort. I'm counting on you. Once again, it's all about guns. This time, remember last week it was all about white supremacy. They're missing something very crucial, mental health. I'll get to that in a moment and the possible role of psychotropic drugs, which are so prevalent now. But they're taking their eye off, I think, the real issue. It's not guns. By the way, there are mass killings all over the world and they don't use guns sometimes. Sometimes they use a bow and arrow. This was in very recently, a bow and arrow in Norway. In China, these are frequent. They go on rampages with knives and axes. Uh, poison. There are criminals and terrorists who have put together poison. 12 people killed in, uh, in Japan, 5,000 injured. And it's a weapon of mass destruction. The car or truck, it's been used as a terrorist tool time and time again all over the world. Nice, France, 86 people were killed in an attack. Charlottesville, of course, one person killed there. And Waukesha. Just this past November, six people killed with a car. Nobody likes talking about, though, guns are the hot issue, and they were today at the White House. Oh, what a turnout, by the way. We had uh, Al Sharpton, Ben Crump, two of the worst racist profiteers in the world, with the attorney in general, as Joe Biden signed a phony baloney, look at me, I'm doing something to uh, help the situation, but I'm not because I'm a politician and I just talk and I just sign things that have no real impact. And then I say things about it. The executive order I'll be signing today is so important in my view. It's a measure of what we can do together to heal the very soul of this nation, to address profound fear and trauma, exhaustion, that particularly black Americans have experienced for generations. Two summers ago, in the middle of the pandemic, we saw a protest across the nation, the likes of which you hadn't seen since the 1960s. They unified people of every race and generation. No, they didn't. Did you see what happened? We all did. It was horrible. It was destructive. People died. Property was destroyed. And it went on and on for weeks. 
and you guys glorify this. To this day, to this day, you set the conditions for so much that is bad that is happening in America right now by glorifying and sanctifying this nonsense. Joe also spoke last night in the immediate aftermath of the, of the shooting and his limitations, his nastiness, his irritability, and his selfishness, self-absorption, all on full display. I had hoped when I became president, I would not have to do this again. I, 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 I had hoped when I became president that I, those are the first words out of his mouth. Maybe I'm being nitpicky here, but we know you're president, kind of. What else? As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? What in God's name do you need a solvent for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Where in God's name is our backbone? I don't like that talk. Do you? I don't know if technically that's taking the Lord's name in vain, but there's something not right. The anger, when he refers to the Lord, there's something, there's something wrong with this person. And there's also something wrong with our mainstream media culture who see this and call this some sort of grief counseling. Yeah, this is what he's supposed to be good at. Just ask them. Biden trying to channel the nation's anger, the nation's uh, frustration with this new shooting, acting as we so often see during crises like these in the country as a sort of consoler in chief. This has been one of the things that President Biden has done going back to his days in the Senate. Uh, the, the counselor in chief, the consoler in chief on a day like today. Playing the role of consoler in chief twice in less than two weeks. An emotional President Biden assumed the role of consoler in chief yet again tonight. Stop saying that, please. He's not good at it anyway. He's not. He's terrible. He makes it about himself and he can't wait to get back to whatever the hell it is he thinks he should be doing. Remember when he looked at his watch when our soldiers and Marines were coming back from Afghanistan? That told us so much. That told us everything. But the mainstream media, they refuse. They refuse to call this guy out. They refuse to hold him accountable. They go along with the propaganda. There was no agenda from the president last night. He was reacting as a human. He was reacting out of grief. He was reacting out of anger. Yes, of course, he called for Americans. What did he call for? For these shootings to stop. And if that's something that the nation can't unite behind, stopping school shootings, what can we do? Yeah, it's how we do that. And by the way, this is not a press secretary, communications director. He's supposed to be a neutral journalist, and he's, he's spinning for him. They pretend they're neutral. They're not. Now, let's talk overall about what's been happening here. I'm sure you've noticed when the Buffalo shooter, in the aftermath of that, we learned about the manifesto and it was all about white supremacy, right? And uh, he likes the Tucker Carlson show. And all. No, it's all nonsense. And they tried to basically blame that on Trump supporters, which is so unbelievably offensive. 
but nothing mentioned about guns for some reason. Yet, fast forward now, Texas, I hear not much about the shooter at all. Uh, Salvatore Ramos, not much, but all about guns. It's the gun debate right now. Why is that? And why don't we talk about mental health? That's a real thing, right? Why did the White House actively discourage any discussion of what is obviously, to me, the key issue here? I want to also underscore that the overwhelming majority of individuals with mental health problems do not commit acts of violence. Um, and so comments that make this about mental health only further stigmatizing uh, mental health issues and detract from the other issues like gun violence uh, that, must con that must be confronted in our society. So just want to make that clear that we are not stigmatizing. They don't want to talk about mental health because it will stigmatize those suffering from issues. Everybody has been down in the dumps at one point or another, suffered from depression. Everybody knows or is on something. It's not a big deal anymore. But maybe we should talk about that, actually. All these psychotropic drugs. You know, 30 years ago, children were not on these drugs like they are today. Children's, teens, 20-somethings, 30-somethings. I mean, everybody is taking these pills. And you've heard the warnings, right? Sometimes there can be, what do they call it, suicidal ideations. Thinking about it, potentially actualizing it. Well, what about homicidal ideations? That would kind of seem to go together. Sometimes it's right on the bottle or they say it during the commercial. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts or actions while taking or after stopping. In depressed patients, worsening depression, including risk of suicide, may occur. One ingredient in may increase suicidal thoughts or actions in some children, teens, and young adults in the first few months. Call your doctor if you have unusual changes in mood, behaviors, or thoughts of suicide. All right. This is serious stuff. They say it out loud. They have to by law. Why aren't we talking about that right now? <laughs> we need to know. Don't you think it's relevant? Of course it is. Why aren't we talking about that? Here's a big clue. The uh, pharmaceutical companies, they're very rich. They're very powerful. Uh, the politicians, they get contributions from them. Big media companies, they run their commercials. So nobody ever talks about the main issue that I think is right in front of our face. How about that, huh? These drugs, they can help people, but you just heard suicidal ideations. What about homicidal ideations? It's logical, it's logical. By the way, I hear that uh, they were keeping an eye on his social media profile and postings, and some of them were disturbing, uh, certain messages. It wasn't exactly obvious that he was gonna do something, but there may have been clues. And I thought about this, you know, what, do, what does big tech do? social media companies. They give conservatives like me a hard time, but there are potential mass shooters who can post whatever they want. I mean, aren't there key words that might, I don't know, suggest that something, should they tackle this and possibly leave conservatives like me alone? Because I went through his account, or I tried to, and I saw some images. Not one of them was censored like some of the stuff I put up. Take a look at this. I put up a meme once making fun of Bill de Blasio. This is back in 2020. We had this beautiful tribute of lights that he turned off or at least had a role in turning off because of COVID. And they said, no, he had nothing to do with that. And they branded it false information. Well, they messed with the wrong Marine. I went 
nuclear on this and I got it back online. But isn't that fascinating, right? Political commentary, they're monitoring. But the thoughts and potential um, plans of a mass shooter, they're free to post whatever they want. Stay with us. One great president, one horrible president, both tried to deliver the exact same line. It's pretty amazing. Have you seen this? You'll love it. Be right back. Whenever news breaks. A lot of destruction there. It was really the front lines in the battle. And wherever it happens. Dennis humanitarian corridors opened up this morning. We're trying to go rescue a 96-year-old lady that doesn't have anybody to take care of her. They're using ingenuity. They refuse to give up. That's incoming fire. Come on. Yeah, let's get down here. Newsmax is there for you. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? Fake news, media companies, they love these awareness campaigns, public service announcements. Have you ever noticed they're pretty lame and they don't seem to have any impact whatsoever? Now, for decades, I've been hearing about how bad it is to bully. Even though when I was in school, I got bullied kind of a rite of passage. Quite frankly, I bullied a little bit too. Not much, but um, anyway, I regret it. Yet it's possibly a factor in this shooter in Texas. These campaigns don't work. We have to talk about something. It's bullying. And bullying is a pretty serious matter. It hurts people and you think that it's funny, but it's really not. It's not you, it's them. Put an end to bullying. Spread the word. It's time to accept people for who they are. It's time to cut the bull. Yeah, they had these on TV when I was watching Saturday morning cartoons, and for whatever reason, they don't work. I think what does work, though, and really influences behavior potentially is encouraging children and adults to go to church and read the Bible. How about trying that, huh? I'd love to see the morning crew at, well, no comment on this. The morning crew at uh, NBC, MSNBC. This is the Morning Joe show. Yikes. Uh, they're just a little bit over the top. I mean, we're all shook up by what happened in Texas. But who's to blame, according to MSNBC? Republicans. This is another example of a lot of Republicans believing that life begins at conception and ends at childbirth. Ends when the being actually starts breathing, Mike. And then the hell with them, the hell with prenatal care, the hell with, with taking care of the moms after they're born, the hell with taking care of the health care, the hell to protecting them in schools, the hell uh, to protect life after the child is actually alive. This is just the latest example of the, the, the party of pro-life. How grotesque and perverse that any Republican would ever even say that. She's got kind of a funny way of talking, doesn't he? There's something about it. A little, uh, I don't know, effeminate? There's <laughs> grotesque. It's, this is the morning news. This is what people shower and get dressed to, and they want the weather. This guy calling half the country grotesque. His partner there is... Uh, just as bad. 
I just wonder about the Republicans as they hear about this today, as they're approached about this. Will they cower from the cameras? Wouldn't they want to step up and honor the dead and talk about the fact that we've got to find common ground to stop these massacres from happening? Why not try something different, even if you don't completely agree with it? Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, all the Republicans, the Republicans going to the NRA annual meeting. Will you really go there this weekend? And not talk about it? Will you not talk about it? You won't even bring it up at your annual meeting on weapons? I don't think she's really crying. I think she's just trying to go viral. I've seen them try that before. You want to try something different? She wants us to try something different? Here's something different for you guys at MSNBC. Start talking about psychotropic drugs and the possible impact they're having. Suicidal ideations? What about homicidal ideations? That's something different, but you won't have it because, well, big pharmaceuticals sponsor big media. And they don't like talking about it. They won't talk about it. Um, the man on the right in the orange, I have a lot of compassion for him. He lost his daughter at the Parkland shooting. Um, but there are others who have lost children in Parkland who are diametrically opposed to him on these issues. I think he took it too far this morning. I'm sorry. This is on Ted Cruz. This is on Governor Abbott, who begged for more gun sales in Texas. Okay, They did this. And so, no. They're not going to change, but we need to be so brutally honest about who these evil people are and vote them out. Evil people. That's not helpful. There is a Second Amendment. We don't want kids to die. There are. There's another conversation that's not having, and I already mentioned it. I won't mention it again. Well, maybe I will. Psychotropic drugs. Let's start talking. And one other guy on this show who it's amazing that he can show his face in public after what he pulled. Take a look. When you mix insanity with hypocrisy, you get Governor Greg Abbott, you get Senator Ted Cruz, you get multiple numbers of Republicans who say exactly what you just said about pro-life legislation. They'll go to Houston this weekend for their big National Rifle Association rally, and they'll further prostitute themselves. And that's who we are. That's the United States of America this morning. That's who you are, Mike Barnacle. And getting back to the part about showing his face in public after all the lying, cheating and plagiarizing he did over the years. Yeah, he was fired from a big newspaper job. Mike Barnacle, the Boston Globe columnist, was forced to quit today after his editors could not confirm the existence of two cancer-stricken boys he wrote about in a moving 1995 column. The Globe caught Barnacle in an apparent lie when he acknowledged that he had never spoken to either of the cancer victims' families described in the column. Great guy. You know, all the hysteria, understandable hysteria and emotion about what happened in Texas. But I don't understand the lack of emotion and quite frankly, the lack of hysteria about all the children who die every day in this country, every single day. Now, why don't we talk about them? Why isn't there more emotion about them? Now, I'll point out, we talk about it more on this show than any show probably in the world. Black children being killed by black children. Now, why don't we hear about that? Because it's, well, there's no... There's no money to be made, and there's no opportunity to enhance political power. 
That's why black lives matter. They really don't care. They only care about black lives when they're taken by a white cop. Otherwise, they take a pass. They take a pass. Last night was also election night, and uh, Trump, of course, was out there big time. And, you know, he was stumping for people. And he wanted Purdue to win. He lost. He wanted uh, Heist to win. He lost. And the fake news wants to say, oh, this was a total. It wasn't. It wasn't a total wash. This guy, number one, just that he's doing this, making these endorsements is gutsy and big. And it shows that he wants things for the country. Look at his record so far. It's excellent. <laughs> 93 of his candidates have won. Five have lost and one pending, although it's looking very good for Dr. Oz. Uh, he's about a thousand votes ahead. It's going to a recount. Uh, things look very, very good there. Trump, as we pointed out before, is a one-term president, probably a two-term president, and they want him to act like other one-term presidents, like Jimmy Carter, depressed, lonely and bitter after his one term in office and he went back to Plains, Georgia or wherever and uh, and sulked. How about George Herbert Walker Bush, our last one term president? He was he was sulking up there in Kenny Bunkport and gave us George W. Bush. Uh, thanks a lot. Trump has been working hard uh, for issues and for the country. And I respect that. And you're not going to win them all. You're not. And that's why most ex-presidents, they don't risk it. They don't because they just accumulate power and popularity for the sake of it, not to use it for something great. Okay, it's graduation season, right? May is graduation season and all the service academies. And I just recall <laughs> one of my favorites, the Coast Guard Academy graduation. We got to go back to Ronald Reagan's, uh, I think this was his last year in office, 1988. And he's speaking to the Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut. And boy, oh boy. He's such a great communicator, and he makes a joke at the Navy's expense, and everybody loves it. My Coast Guard aides have been excellent. One of them taught me that, and I quote, the Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war. I love it. And they loved him. There is respect, mutual respect. All right. So last year, Joe Biden is the commencement speaker. And he tries the same joke, but he totally butchers it and blames it on the Coast Guard and the students there. It's pathetic. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but being here together. You're the one guy, there was one guy in the front row. Uh, wow, Ronald Reagan had absolutely no regard for Joe Biden. It comes up a couple of times in his memoirs. We'll get into that later in the week. In the meantime, Alex Jones, they say he's a conspiracy theorist. I'm not so sure about that. Turns out he's been 1,000% right about something they're up to in Davos. Stay with us. Alex Jones from InfoWars, colorful guy, and sometimes his theories can be, you know, but 
sometimes he's right on the money. Now, he's been warning that a global cabal would someday try to monitor everything about us, especially our activities, what we do, what we eat, where we go, how we get there. You know, they can almost do that now. But listen to this guy at Davos, uh, one of the leading, uh, I guess you'd call him an industrialist, uh, what he has to say about what's in the works. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. From Alibaba. Well, let's just hope that's uh, voluntary and it never becomes mandatory or something that's just there without us knowing about it. In Washington today, Joe Biden signed some legislation. Actually, it wasn't legislation. It was an executive order. Joe has trouble getting things passed. Oh, that's George Floyd's daughter. George Floyd. That was two years ago um, this week, I believe. You know, it's interesting for all the talk that uh, he does about George Floyd. He never mentions anything about Ashley Babbitt. And according to the George Floyd criminal justice bill, what happened to Ashley Babbitt would be tantamount to murder. We haven't forgotten. We won't let you forget either. What happened to her certainly looked like murder to me. An unarmed woman shot by a police officer. That police officer was not in any danger. He wasn't. May have been a chaotic situation, but she wasn't coming after him. She wasn't going after anybody. She was going through a doorway, and she may have been pushed through that doorway. Why does he talk so much about George Floyd and nothing about Ashley Babbitt? You know, Donald Trump, he was not afraid to say her name. Wasn't that amazing? And if he comes back, I think we'll have justice. All right. We're just a couple of weeks from Juneteenth. It's now a federal holiday. I guess it's the moment that the slaves were freed in the South in the 1800s. And that was great. And it's a celebration. They made it so officially. The first that our nation will celebrate all together as one nation. A Juneteenth of action on many fronts. Today is a day of celebration. It is not only a day of pride, it is also a day for us to reaffirm and rededicate ourselves to action. Okay, you heard that. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Why not? I'm always up for a party. And the good people at Walmart decided to create an ice cream in honor of Juneteenth. There it is. Uh, the celebration edition, Juneteenth ice cream. Hmm, what's in it? You know, they, they come out with these holiday ice creams. I've seen it before. Uh, swirled red velvet and cheesecake flavored ice cream. Fantastic! I'll get a couple of buckets. Uh, why not? Ooh, no, it's not available. Yes, people were offended by this. This is just another example of cultural appropriation. They don't give a damn about black people celebrating Juneteenth. They don't care. They're making money from it. They decided, oh no, we can't cash in on black pain. I thought I got my Joe Biden memo, the Democrat memo that said we can use black pain and suffering to make a couple of dollars. 
You can't win. You can't win. Look, 4th of July. People died back then in 1776. I'm sure of it. But, uh, you know, we still celebrate things and it's okay to make money. This is America. But no. And what did Walmart do? They pulled it and they apologized. Yep, they caved. Juneteenth holiday marks a celebration of freedom and independence. However, we received feedback that a few items caused concern for some of our customers. Were they really customers? And we sincerely apologize. We are reviewing our assortment and will remove items as appropriate. I say, are they really customers? People just love to get mad on the internet. Doesn't mean they're actually affected by it. Anyway, I think that uh, that was a big mistake. Stay with us though. When we come back, my father, the longest serving police commissioner in New York City history, Ray Kelly. Also later tonight, America Burning, a new documentary from Newsmax about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter summer and what happened beyond that. White police officer Derek Chauvin kneeled on the neck of a black man, George Floyd. And what happened to George Floyd's tragedy? However, the media made it worse. Black man, white police officer. Just stop killing us. George Floyd's death is being used to spin a political agenda. This is about keeping the Democratic Party in rule. Lies are dangerous. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. The Democrats created a violent America. And it did untold damage to people that didn't deserve it. He approached my husband and, and killed him. I believe it was cold blood. Mayhem, rioting, killings, and it could have been prevented. It was all just left-wing chaos. If you've had it with the old news... And the same spent... Well, then Spicer & Company is your place... For the inside story. And for the facts that you need to know. That's Ray Kelly, U.S. Marine, New York City Police Department, commissioner for 12 years under Mike Bloomberg and two and a half years under David Dinkins, the longest serving ever. Happens to be my father also. Welcome back to the show, sir. Good to see you. What's going on? Good to be on? with you, Greg. Okay, thanks a lot. Listen, uh, you, first off, your reaction to what happened yesterday in, in Texas and what can or should be done about it. I know there's a lot there. Seems like we're having the, uh, the typical limited debate about everything. What are your thoughts overall? Well, I, I, it was really gut-wrenching because of just the image of this, this individual being in a classroom, 19 children, two teachers, the, the horror that they must have gone through before they before they were, were shot, before they were killed. It, it was just so terrible. Uh, I, look, there's no panacea for, for the problem of mass shootings. I think that one thing that can be expanded and improved is the whole red flag concept. That's where an individual who is emotionally uh, disturbed has a weapon, a member of his family or friend sees that this individual is is fraught, uh, and they tell the police about it. The police can go, can talk to this individual, temporarily take his weapons, and then present this case to a judge. It's called red flag process. It only exists in 17 states. Uh, there's no federal law, and I think it should be expanded. And it should be advertised. 
public doesn't know about it, and the police don't know about it. But it is one way of getting weapons out of the hands of emotionally disturbed people. Now, we know this happened with the shooter in Buffalo. He was he went through this process and they determined they determined that he was uh, all right, mentally fit. And of course, it was a terrible, terrible era. So I think that's something that 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 has to be put into the equation. As far as school safety, I, we've got a lot of money. We've got a lot of COVID money. We should be able to pay for school security officers at every school throughout the country. Hey, can I ask uh, you, I want to jump in. Uh, Joe Biden signed some executive orders today. And uh, 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 quite frankly, I'm not that impressed, but I'd like to go through them very quickly with you. Uh, the, the Floyd family was there, by the way. Let's go ahead and put them up on the screen, if you don't mind. Uh, police misconduct database, strengthen internal investigations, consistent discipline, body camera mandate, uh, ban chokeholds and restraints, restrain, restrict no-knock entries, limit federal use of force, restrict military equipment, track use of force data, study community impact, evaluate facial recognition, te enhance tech transparency. Um, I, I think this is kind of classic federal government trying to look like it's doing something, but you're the professional. Yeah. What do you make of this? There's nothing earth-shaking there. These things have been talked about for years, and it's also important to note that this executive order only applies to federal agencies. Federal law enforcement amounts to maybe 15, 60 percent of all law enforcement throughout the, the country. Uh, yeah, these things are not particularly significant, uh, in my opinion. And uh, they were, I'm sure, approved by the major police organizations. Otherwise, the White House would not have come out with it. So yeah. uh, it's like chicken soup. It can't hurt. But it's, uh, it's not particularly significant, as I see it. You've been in charge, as we mentioned, of the New York City Police Department longer than anyone in history. I'd like to get you on the record about the Ashley Babbitt shooting and your professional law enforcement experience, vantage point. Sir, any, what's your opinion of that shooting, please? Well, my, my opinion is, is definitely suspect. It looks like a... A uh, an excessive use of force. Uh, you don't see the entire situation, but he, clearly this officer was not threatened. There were doors, there were pieces of furniture between him and the and the target, or the the subject, and uh, yeah, it should be thoroughly uh, investigated, which it was not. <laughs> so I, I think it's a, a miscarriage of justice. Ray Kelly. Thank you very much. I also call him dad from time to time. Say hi to mom. I think she's not too far away. And uh, all the best. Thank you, sir. U.S. Marine, Vietnam veteran, lawyer, you name it, he's done it. We'll be right back. Thank you, sir. Thanks, pal. If you look closely, you can see uh, the shooter entering the school uh, yesterday in Texas, uh, that's, it's crazy. We have footage of this. Now, he was shot and killed by law enforcement. And uh, we're joined now by Chris Olivares, spokesperson for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, some of his officers were on scene. They responded and were there uh, to help take down this shooter. Uh, sir, welcome to Newsmax. How you doing? 
Good evening, Greg. So hanging in there, of course, it's been a chaotic, uh, you know, past 24 hours. So a lot of information, uh, but it's been very chaotic, not just for law enforcement, but also for, for the entire community here in Duvalde, Texas. I can imagine. I can imagine. What can you tell us? What's the latest? And I, I do want to know about the motive here of the shooter. Uh, nothing can ever obviously in a billion years justify this, but do we have any idea what this guy was thinking? Right, Greg. So we don't at this time. And there's so much information that's being pushed out right now, not only on social media, but from various media outlets. And we're trying to provide accurate information, facts, uh, by working with the Texas Rangers, our lead investigating unit with the Texas Department of Public Safety, but also working with ATF, FBI, local law enforcement, as well as the school officials on scene. Uh, what I can tell you right now that we do know for a fact is that this individual, 18-year-old, uh, did not have any type of criminal history, uh, no gang affiliation, uh, no juvenile history as well. So we're trying to put the pieces together and actually uh, determine exactly what was the motive, what triggered this 18-year-old to not only shoot his grandmother initially, but also go into a school and conduct a mass shooting. Uh, right now, it is confirmed that we do have 19 children that are deceased. Uh, there are two adults as well, two teachers that were inside that classroom that are deceased, and as well, a total of 18 uh, individuals combined of adults and children that are injured right now. Do we know if the shooter was born in the United States? Yes, Greg, that, we do know he is a citizen. Uh, right now, he, did, he does not have a driver license. We do, do know that he has a Texas identification card. And also, we're trying to determine actually why was this 18-year-old living with his grandparents. Um, so we're trying to go back and look at the history, try to put everything together. Uh, of course, the grandmother, we're hoping that she pulls through. Our, our prayers are out for the grandmother as well, because right now she is in critical condition. But she's going to be a key witness uh, to this investigation to be able to tell us exactly what was the history of their grandson. And forgive me, I, that's good news. I thought for, I thought she, she had perished. I thought she had been killed. The grandmother is alive? That is correct, Greg. Yes, she is in critical condition right now. So, again, you know, we are hoping that she pulls through because she will be a key witness to this investigation. All right. Well, listen, we wish you and the investigators and the community all the best. We're very, very sorry uh, this happened, of course. Chris Olivares, thanks for checking in. Spokesperson for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Thank you, sir, and we'll be right back. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Thank you for joining us tonight. A special uh, documentary on Newsmax at 9 o'clock. America Burning about the George Floyd case, Black Lives Matter summer, and much more. I think you'll be very impressed um, in it, actually. We thank the filmmakers. Uh, uh, they were, did a terrific job. All right. With that, check it out, and I'll see you tomorrow night.